crush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit, feeling it, feeling like 2 a.m. summer night. I don't care, hand on the wheel, driving drunk, I'm doing my thing. Did you notice that Molly was featured in last week's episode? Hmm. No. Twice. Was I yelling at her? Yeah, twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Molly! <laughs> yeah, I think I do recall. I, I tend to do that pretty often, because she's annoying yeah, as fuck, so... Yeah, but she's a cute cat. She's got a cute face. <sighs> she's she's beautiful. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's nice that uh, your dogs can get along, but I've lived with my, my dad, and his uh, his cat hasn't gotten along with my cat for almost two years now because they hate each other and we have to keep them separate because they will kill each other still oh yeah you don't even just like leave There's them in no a room way. and just be no. like, they're not going to kill each other they'll get used you should to see other. molly's eyes when she sees bilbo like it it just looks like she straight up wants to fucking murder him <laughs> yeah she's like I, why like, i don't know dude it's just like instinctual <laughs> you like, territory into bilbo's yeah uh, bilbo's house. just terrified he's terrified yeah. Yeah, it's because they're both adult cats. They made like a life, like a life movie of Bilbo, and just like he's living a great life with your with your dad and Chucky, just like having the best of times. And then you come into the picture, and you bring this <laughs> one cat named Molly. It's, it could totally be on Molly like TLC like, nope. or something. <laughs> this is my house now. You're not. Yeah, I'm not gonna take this. <laughs> it's legit a movie right there. I love it. We should pitch that to Netflix, maybe. Hey, get five million dollars right there. Boom, we got Oscars. Chicken Run Two, they could make that. Instead of National Treasures Three, they could make like better sequels, movies. No, I don't need you to. I don't want that. Sorry, my fingers. Bilbo v. Molly, Purr of Justice. (laughs) Okay, we might be to war. The personification (laughs) of Christ. (laughs) A beautiful mind. Well, if anyone is joining us for the first time, we are Those Movie Dudes, where every week we watch three acclaimed films that we've never seen before. And you guys can help pick the movies that we watch every week by following us at Those Movie Dudes on Instagram. And every Saturday, we put up a poll in the store. <coughs> are you fucking Sorry. kidding me? It's fine, Sorry. but every Saturday, you can vote and pick the movies, okay? Um, but, John, what was the movie that won for your pick for this week? Uh, what? Wow, I didn't expect you to just go to me right there. I don't know why. Uh, I picked Moonlight Mile. Never heard of it before, but it's got Susan Sarandon, Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) (laughs) What? Did you say Gyllenhaal? What is he, Jin? I did. This is the only thing I was looking forward to about this podcast is to make fun of Spencer for saying Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. As Jake Gyllenhaal. Fuck you! Don't even put those words in my mouth right now, because this is what your are you thing. Talking about? All right? Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. It's almost like William Defoe. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that girl from um, Holly Hunter's in this hardly, and also that girl um, from Holly Hunter. No, the... well, Holly Hunter's in it, and then also that Grey's Anatomy girl. So there you go. Helen Pompeo. Moonlight, Moonlight Mile. Sure. She sure. plays Meredith. And Nate, what was, was the movie that won for you uh, for this week? Omicord. Oh, great. <coughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I just threw up my mouth a little bit. Directed by Federico Fellini. 70s movie. Nipples. And the movie that won for me is a recent film. It is called The King of Staten Island. It's a Judd Apatow film starring Pete Davidson. Uh, so those are the three films. Omicord, Moonlight Mile. <laughs> 
Scotland, the king of Staten Island. So which one do you guys want to start talking about first? I have one in particular oh. that I'm leaning towards, but uh, Same. do you guys all want to say it on like the count of three or something? I mean, yes. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Moonlight Mile. Mile. Spencer didn't even say it. So I, did, like, I I started to say moon, but it was a there was a delay, and so I was kind of curious. So I don't want to fuck the it thing. up. But I'd moonlight love Mile to get Amara Amara cord out of the way, but Moonlight Mile is just not even Amar, worth being in this Amar podcast. Cord? So let's just Amara cord. What movie is that? Okay, uh, so well, go ahead, Jonathan. So yeah, yeah. Take, take us away with a Moonlight Mile. Yeah, guys. So we got Moonlight Mile starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Dustin Hoffman, and Susan Sarandon. Um, it kind of follows Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, okay, yeah, it's Are you just going to keep mispronouncing his name, or are you going to actually yes. say it correctly? It's yeah, very I'm overused. Say incorrectly the entire podcast. If you do, um, I so... will leave. <laughs> I will, I promise. So he's uh, my... kinda, it's not a spoiler, but basically his fiance dies, and um, he's kind of just spending a lot of time with Dustin Hoffman and Susan Randon, who are you know, her parents, and just you know, kind of going through the motions of life and trying to figure out what he's going to do next after losing his fiance. So, uh, Nate, what did you think of this uh, almost two-hour film? Well, John, um, yeah, this was a movie, <laughs> um, but I, I it thought it was—I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. <sighs> I'm trying to explain this. It showed all the different stages of grief, which I thought was really interesting. Seeing how different people are affected by one person in their life. So it was just kind of a just a sweet movie, or not sweet in that way but it was just softer as far as that goes but i thought the performances were excellent i love susan sarandon if this were like an oscar movie i would think she would have gotten a nomination of some sort because i thought she was really well or she, she did, did win an award for this movie but it wasn't she? really anything noteworthy yeah yeah but no i just thought just the empathy that they showed for each other that were going through this and just how some people jump the gun, how they handle it differently. And it was just really nice to see all those different types of grief portrayed. Uh, Spencer. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hey. What's what? up? I didn't forget you were here. Hey. <laughs> so those movie dudes. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Moonlight uh, Mile. Uh, yeah. So uh, I didn't even know this movie existed until you chose it. Uh, but then I saw the cast, Dustin Hoffman, Susan Sarandon, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, thank you. Nope. What could go wrong? I've, I was, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm interested to see this. And I like that he was kind of, this was before he blew up. This was before he became like what we know him as today. Um, and the plot seemed interesting. Um, so I went into this movie with kind of mild expectations. And I would say that I, I did like this movie. I liked the perspective that it was told from, as in like, you don't really see this from movies quite often, which is like right, right, right from the beginning of the movie, he loses his fiance and he kind of moves in with her, uh, with her parents as they kind of try to, move on and spends like the, like the couple weeks after the funeral as them trying to figure out what's next in life and i thought that was an interesting perspective but i kind of kept waiting for like a big twist to happen or like something kind of like psychopathic to maybe happen or like i, I was like wondering i'm like is there going to be a twist in this movie that is just going to catch me like off guard because for the most part it was kind of very contained it was kind of a very contained human drama but i was waiting mm -hmm. i was like is this going to turn into this like thriller like did he kill her or something but it didn't. It, it kept. No. It's very. It was very contained. It was a very kind of just straightforward human drama about the aftermath of losing a loved one. And from that perspective, I actually, I did like the movie. I thought that it was well made, and the performances, like Nate said, were just incredible. Especially Susan Sarandon. She's got some great moments in this movie. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> I did not really enjoy this one. I, I just, I didn't mind the performances. I did like Susan Sarandon. I thought she was probably the better part of the movie. Kind of her personality was, and her interactions with Dustin Hoffman were actually pretty funny. I think it was it was a good attempt at making you kind of feel for these characters. But in the end, I just it, it felt like it didn't really give you the emotional impact that I wanted. There were some scenes that kind of had that, like when he was with the girl from Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I actually did enjoy those scenes. But other than that, it felt it felt very disjointed to me, almost lifetimey. I can definitely you know? see why you're saying that. I didn't really like you know? the subplots, especially with the girl kind of from the bar. I mean, it was cute and all, but from there's, it was distracting. I, it was a little distracting and definitely added to the two hour like runtime. I thought it was a little bit too long. It could have maybe been a little more. Uh, it could have been shorter. I, it could have been tighter. But um, I, I like those scenes because it got him away from the family. And I, when he was with the family, it was just always so like awkward. And I get that that was, was like the situation he was thrown into. But I just, but that's when it actually had yeah. some comedic moments that I actually I, that I really liked. I thought that this movie had some uh, some funny parts to it, but just by like, how awkward and cringeworthy it was at times. Like he's sneaking yeah. out of his old girlfriend's window to go like hang out with Who's that girl, dead? and he comes back and weird. the mom's there. It's like oh my god, this is so awkward. Like how, how do you even like get out of the situation? and but that's the thing is like it's told from this perspective that you have never seen before as in this fiance just lost his uh uh, sorry this this boyfriend has just lost his girlfriend who they're about to get married and then she dies and then he just ends up staying with the with the parents because i mean i'm sure they they knew each other for the last three years so it's it's from a perspective i really did not expect to see it from and like what you said earlier, you're kind of waiting for this big kind of like thriller twist to happen. Like you do kind of get a twist, but it's more of like a family drama twist rather than it's this more like, human. Oh, yeah. my God. Type of twist, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I did. I thought that was at least realistic, you know, and like mm-hmm. kind of what like it it kind of goes full circle because you kind of realize why she dies, I guess, yeah. based on that. So, you know, it it had a full circle sort of sort of storyline but yeah again i just it, it did seem lifetimey to me like this didn't i don't know how well this did in theaters or whatever but i could watch this on tlc any night <laughs> and it probably so. has before yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. sure yeah but it was just it, i just thought it was cool having all these great actors and actresses that just i thought had a really good connection throughout the entire movie and a lot of their conversations felt really real and honest um and just seeing like Dustin Hoffman's character, he's the guy that just, oh, you know what? We should just start doing something. Like, let's not sit and worry about it. And like, you can see, like, I feel like in my life, I've seen like all these different stages of grief in people. You right. can just mm-hmm. kind of see them and how they handle it. And um, Dustin Hoffman was actually very, very good in this movie. Just there was a scene where he almost blew up. And I was like, yeah. oh no, this is kind of. Yeah, he's kind of scary when he raises his voice, but I can see what you mean, though, as far as like the style of it feeling kind of lifetimey. But I just thought it had fantastic acting that just kind of brought it to that next level, especially the the love story aspect. Go ahead, Spence. I was going to say the movie to me, I mean, it seemed kind of like a stage play because it was mainly about the characters and and, and what they were going to do moving on from this death and how they're mourning and trying to come to terms with what happened. Um, and there's a scene in particular that I thought was really powerful was actually when he was testifying in court towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like this is actually like I did not expect this scene to happen, but it was mm-hmm. so powerful. Just unlike you haven't really seen this before and the way he was kind of pleading 
and testify. And I was like, this is actually very unique and very uh, interesting that they went this direction because it's, it's very true. It's very human. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of coming right. to terms with grief and how people mourn. And um, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's, it was interesting to me. Yeah. I was going to say that that scene is probably the most human moment of the whole movie for me, where you finally kind of see his character break out because most of the movie he's kind of reserved holding in the truth. And then finally he's kind of able to just let it all out. Mm-hmm. So I also really like that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, go ahead now. Oh no, I was just saying, I was, I was just going to get into my grade and whatnot. Cause yeah, go for like it. a lot of the, just the atmosphere, you could feel the tension and you could feel that there was something wrong, but there were some great scenes, bet- like talks between the two Joes and then like, Oh, isn't it weird that we have like yeah. the same first name? And it's just, you're seeing these little connections without, the daughter basically connecting them you see them building their own relationships um so i actually i'm probably a little higher than you guys i gave it a four out of five because when i was watching it i enjoyed i enjoyed it like Mm. there wasn't anything that really bothered me the lifetimeness didn't occur to me until you brought it up Mm. um but i just thought that the performances drove this movie and just I think grief is just something that everyone experiences at one time and another. So how these people react is very relatable. You can be like, oh, I might be the person that needs to always be moving or I might act like nothing happened kind of thing. So you never know. It was just nice to see them all represented together. And just I can't say enough about that performances. It was just awesome to see. Yeah, I would definitely echo everything that you just said. Uh, and it's, I, I definitely liked how they uh, each character had a different way of kind of mourning. And I liked how they showed Dustin Hoffman's character kind of having a little harder time with it, like actually going to the diner where she uh, mm-hmm. her daughter had died in and kind of wanting kinda like, an explanation watch. of like what happened to like the employee. And I was like, oh, man, like he's having a whole mental breakdown. It's and then you have Jake Gyllenhaal trying to kind of move on with his personal life and Susan Sarandon trying to write her uh, novel or script or something, mm-hmm. uh, whatever mm-hmm. she was in the movie. But uh I so I did really like the story and I wasn't really bored through it. However, I do think that the movie was a little too long. I thought it could have been a little tighter or I, I kind of got the point of the movie before it way before it ended. Um, so I kind of just thought it dragged a little bit. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go three out of five. I still really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'd ever want to watch it again, but I think it's a solid movie with some great performances and um, I definitely can see why you think it might be a little lifetimey. It can kind of, Kind of, yeah. It can kind of come across that way, but I still really, I still liked it. I just thought even the title was so on the nose, where I think it's a Rolling Stone song that he plays, and then she just kind of comes out of uh, the broom closet or whatever, and she's like, this is my song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. was like... It was a little like, okay. I, like, what? Okay. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like, it's funny because I'm sure there's a lot of scenes in Grey's Anatomy with her in a broom closet. It's Maybe that's just her... No, it's <laughs> mostly in on-call rooms. Okay, well, fair enough. But um, yeah, maybe <laughs> she was does. perfect for this role for that situation. Or in the OR. Like, it all depends on which season you're watching. Grey's Anatomy is a good show. I'm not lying. I think she's great in the show. I thought she was exactly. good in this movie, and it was interesting to see her in something else because I really haven't seen much of... I can't remember her name. What Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, she was great, and I, I did think that it, it was kind of interesting to see Jake Gyllenhaal before he, he got big. He's still underrated now, but it, it was cool to see him without a beard. You know, a little I, bit. Uh... I can't wait to see him win an Oscar. He's going to win an Oscar someday. Yeah, oh, he will like, He's one of those yeah. guys that, like, he's been nominated maybe, I think, once, 
and he yeah. should have been nominated maybe like three or four times at this point because he's he's a fin- yeah. he's a phenomenal actor. I mean, he, he should have been nominated. He's for had prisoners. movies come out like really good movies come out yeah. on years Nightcrawler. Where there was just a stacked, mm-hmm. stacked Nightcrawler is still one of the the biggest snubs in yeah. Oscar history. I thought he could have won it when I saw the movie. I'm like, he could have won mm-hmm. this Oscar, but I mean, it, it yeah. is it's tough. It's stacked years. I but... still watch Nightcrawler every once in a while just yeah, to great refresh because it's so well movie. done. I, he, he's gonna win an Oscar someday, and I want to refer to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, dated June twenty third, third twenty twenty, twenty twenty. A year we'll always remember. Jake Gyllenhaal, win it. Those yep. movie dudes, remember us. Extras, you got three extras right here. Uh, so what's <laughs> anyway, your grade, my... <laughs> it, it was it was an okay film, a little bit lifetimey. But after hearing your thoughts, I actually I can appreciate it a little bit more for the performances and their overall kind of ways that they were able to perceive grief through different characters. I like that. Um, so I'm going to go three out of five. Two out of five. Oh. I was going to see five. if I could match three it. Three out of five. You're matching my grade. All right. Very cool. I'm going to match your grade, guys. Definitely not All right. four, though. Not me. It's, yeah, I was going to say. Generous, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> Moonlight like Mile. That movie is on HBO Max. So if you want to watch a movie about death and how people mourn and move on, uh, it's 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 a sensitive topic. It's, it's, it's a little dark and heavy, but it's it, it's an okay movie. And I think you can maybe enjoy it. If it's you're into nice. diners and realty, also enjoyable. <laughs> Commercial like realty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Susan so, Sarandon. Yeah, that was, mm. uh, that was Moonlight Mile. Let's move on to our next film, which is uh, either King of Staten Island or Amacord. Which one do you guys want to talk about first? King of Staten Island. Yeah? Want to talk about that one? You sick fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd rather talk about the one about boobs and sex and masturbating in cars together with other men can we talk about that one <laughs> so king of staten island <laughs> yeah king of staten island yeah exactly <laughs> okay so amar accord amar accord is directed by movie. federico fellini thank you very yeah. much you uncultured swine um <laughs> uh, hey come on <laughs> it's the first thing that popped into my head um yeah federico fellini thing, yeah. 1973 um in an italian seaside town a young boy gets into trouble with his friends and watches various local eccentrics as they engage in often observed behavior um kind of a little coming of age movie coming out of italy um well john's looks like he's hiding so he can wait spencer what did you think of armor cord because you seem to appreciate these types of movies I do to a certain degree. Sometimes, I, sometimes it's hard for me to really appreciate some of these movies because I I already know going in like people love this movie. It's like all right, I I get, automatically feel like I have to love it, and then when I feel like I'm not liking it, then I get disappointed in myself. Regardless, whatever, I put that aside and I watch this movie. And I gotta say, I kind of had no idea what the fuck was happening throughout the entirety of Thank this movie. Thank you. But, oh my but fucking god! I found myself no laughing hysterically at times, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even know why I was laughing, but I was. Especially the scene with like the grumpy old Italian father and the grandfather, like at the dinner table, and he's like, "That's like his every son scene." And chases him, and the grandfather just gets up, goes to the other room, and farts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like so taken back by them. Like, oh what the God. fuck is happening? I don't know. If Why is this I happening? Crude humor, but like, ah, uh, just some of the stuff that was happening in this movie, and just it was just so bizarre and so out there and so weird. 
I just found myself laughing at times where I didn't expect to. But with that being said, I still, the plot for this movie, I think I just really wanted like a character to latch onto or just like something with like maybe more of a point or a purpose. I mean, I, cause the style was kind of interesting. It was like following this community uh, for one year in this like small town and in, in somewhere in Italy. I don't know where, but like it was, it was, it was interesting, but I, I, guess i wanted more of a character to kind of follow and root for uh that i did not get with this but um yeah you, you really don't have that because with me i mean i guess the main character is the kid sort mm-hmm. of and yeah, they kind of bounce so. from his perspective and then they kind of just like bounce around the town to see what these people are what what heinous acts and weird shit these people are doing around the town and it's kind of somewhat from his perspective but Overall, it just seemed like a mishmash of random scenes thrown together over the course of the film. But it did have coming-of-age aspects, too, and that's, like, my favorite genre, so I couldn't not appreciate those things. Although I can't relate to masturbating in a car with four other guys. I mean, I'm sure some people do and enjoy it. Um, We've never done that. Yeah. Um, Well, you know... (laughs) There's always time. You guys are going to be driving in a car for the next couple days. Not so. happening. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Spencer. No, no. I know you were looking forward to that, but not happening. He was happening the other day. Nate, um, Nate, uh, I will ride in the trunk. I don't even know. Did I just review the movie? <laughs> no, Nate. Help us out here. Yo, what, yeah. What well, is this movie? It is exactly what you think it is. Um, okay. But I, I think it's because you were expecting... You were expecting a specific plot, which is understandable. That's right. what you go into movies expect, expecting to attach to a character. Um, but do you rarely ever get introduced to like a town, which I kind of appreciated. You got to see all of the different people. And you got to think this is like what early 19th century Italy. 1930s. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not modern. It's it's just like just seeing how they dress, how they acted, how they celebrated. Like, it's so much different than over here. Just all the customs that they did. And and it was, I did think it was kind of goofy how they portrayed the kids. How it was just like, oh yeah, we're just guys and we're, we have testosterone and we just follow and whistle at girls. But they had a lot of testosterone. To be honest, that seems pretty legit. It, it's like heightened, but... Yeah, guys are always doing that. But it was not, maybe also, not to the extreme. It was Fellini's take on life. The fact that uh, I mean, he grew up uh, very religious, and that how like he, it's it's kind of ironic how like you are like you're supposed to be like Tyler. This is all like terrible for you, and it's a sin. But yet everyone is guilty of it, and like they really mm-hmm. showed that with going back and forth with everyone's characters. It's like everyone sins. Everyone is not a perfect human being, but yet everyone mm-hmm. they're trying to be. By you know going to confession mm. and doing all that stuff and like everyone they all, they all the kids have these like urges and stuff and their testosterone and it's it's weird it's crazy and they really ex- like explore that in this movie um mm-hmm. and I, this is my first fellini film are other fellini films like this as in like it's very sporadic and shit or um does eight he have and a half more is like, one of his more linear? famous ones where there, it is kind of linear but it does bounce between um like fantastical exaggerations to what's yeah, going on right. because that one's about a director making a movie. Okay. A lot of, a lot and, of this just seems like a fantasy. Like it's kind of Fellini. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's like what he does. Yeah. Fantasy representation of 
of real life. Of yeah, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why I feel like I might need to rewatch this movie now, knowing that because having not seen any you know Fellini, Fellini's movies and then kind of experiencing it, but kind of like I really liked a lot of aspects of this movie, like with like how sporadic it was. The characters were kind of interesting, even though you don't really get to know them too well. It was funny mm-hmm. at times. It was really well directed, and the screenplay was hilarious. So I mean, like I still really enjoyed it, but I was not. Mm-hmm. It caught me off guard, like completely off mm-hmm. guard. I did not expect this movie to be what it was. So I, this I think is kind of what I expected. It. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Kind of expected it to be super weird. Um, I didn't expect it to feel this disjointed, but for me, it kind of just seems like if it's if he's going for this this fantasy, these fantasy elements, perhaps it's sort of like a dream sequence where it kind of just jumps around. Yeah. Um. Even it though it, like it. it is somewhat linear in a way, but it did just kind of seem like we were going from place to place, and then randomly we had this guy break the fourth wall like a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Like I liked it though. I like that. Yeah. The Count's idiot like, is like narrating the film. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like, it's, like so um, it's like Snowman <laughs> Sam from Rudolph. He just comes in and out. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay, so this is what's going sure. on. <laughs> Da da da, and then here you go, and then it like and inserts like you into like that making... chapter of the story. Yeah. And the kids were like pl- like messing with him as he was trying to like tell the audience like, what was happening. I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> it's so strange. I liked how he he makes it his he has his own style, so he brings a lot of realism to these characters, but then he just kind of puts it up a notch to make it give it a little more fantasy, and it adds that kind of fun element too. Because I love the music in this movie, and just the bright colors. This is definitely Technicolor and everything, and mm-hmm. it just looked awesome with all yeah. the bright colors and how the town was portrayed. It was almost like an R-rated version of Cinema Paradiso without That's a kid. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> I just waited for them to walk by the Cinema Paradiso. Yeah, and you say, ah, Fredo, ah, Mamiya, and then that <laughs> Gradishka, the girl in the red, who I loved in this movie. I thought she was awesome, but uh, she was the town beauty. And she kind of got like a bad rep and then you just kind of see how her life plays out. And so it showed a lot of side characters that you wouldn't even give a thought about in any other movie. Like some guy who owns a market or just the woman who sells cigarettes kind of thing. But those people intertwined and it showed how close that community can be, especially over in Italy where their customs are different than ours. We wouldn't just run out into the street and have a bonfire. Yeah. I wish we could, (laughs) but we can't. Maybe nowadays that could happen. No, because um, social distancing is kind of hard to make a bonfire when we're all standing six feet apart. <laughs> all right, everyone, throw your chairs. <laughs> there are some things to appreciate. I, I like the coming-of-age aspects to this movie, although it is very different from what I'm accustomed to. Um, I guess I can't knock it for that because it was interesting. There was good cinematography, really cool set design. The costumes were great. I mean, you have to appreciate all it. There were some scenes, like one that took place in a movie theater that I shot, I, or I thought was shot really well. The scenes that were taking place on the boat were actually shot really well, too. That was cool. But overall, it was just very disjointed, not my style, not something I can really latch on to or something I would watch again. I guess if you do look at this as, yeah, this is a fantasy, this is a dream sequence or a representation of reality, then I can look past the aspects of the story that seem disjointed. So I am going to raise my grade to a two out of five. Oh, wow. Okay. Very nice. I was uh, like. Because, <gasps> yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Right. I'm going well, to go. I appreciate it. I'm going to go three out of five. Um, because I, I want to rewatch this now knowing what this movie is. Because I think I'll appreciate it a lot more. Um, it was just. 
it was very just strange. It was interesting. I just I can't say I've seen a movie like this before, but it had my attention. But now it's got my curiosity. So I, I want to see more Fellini Ooh. films uh, down the line. Okay, uh, okay Mister Candy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that line. Thank you. I appreciate it. I thought about it like I don't know, five minutes ago. I'm like I'm holding on to that. Um, but, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that I'm gonna go scripted. three out of five. Three out of five. I want to okay. see more Fellini's movies, but this was uh, it was interesting. I don't. Um, oh well, well fuck you. That was. That hurt a little bit. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> that 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 felt like a shot to the heart because I gave this movie a four and a half out of five. Damn, I love this movie. Okay. I just because I just some and the subtitles help too because when you're reading what's going on, then you can really appreciate the storytelling that like the visuals are giving. And I just thought it was. It felt like a dream. It felt like somebody's fantasy idea of what italy was like back in the 1930s and just how the whole community came together um and just how they like what spencer said with the sins and how the guys are like oh, i can't tell the father that so i'm just gonna say that i it was an accident once and we'll never talk about yeah. it again he I, like one kid walks in and before he even gets to the priest he does like 10 holy spirits or whatever and doesn't he, he knows the kid is like doing stuff so he's like don't even bother sit down just go <laughs> yeah. but yeah i just this must have just been the movie for that day because i just enjoyed well, the I hell think, out of it i think that most people who've seen this movie like all the reviews i've seen it's like this is amazing five out of five like so there are pe most people out there are gonna agree with you that have gone out of their way to watch this movie mm -hmm. you know you're not in the minority when it comes to this film i don't think because it is obviously an acclaimed film it's yeah, just not but it's an acquired taste. It's yeah, like it some people like Moxie, some don't. I do. There yeah. you go. And if you, I think it tastes like an you guys don't go fuck yourself. So <laughs> I think it tastes like licorice, and I don't really like licorice. So there uh, you go. All right, all right. Well, okay. you know, HBO that's, Max. That's the end watch of it if you want. Podcast. If not, uh, fuck I'm off. I'm no longer <laughs> friends. Yeah, well, all right. Well, I guess we have to talk about. Spencer's king of, movie? The oh, King of great. Queens or whatever. What yep. is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Kevin James. You guys watched the Kevin James was in freaking Oh my god, I didn't even realize what I just said. <laughs> I didn't even oh, realize okay. what I just well, said. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, we can transition to the final film of the week. This was my film. It was called The King of Staten Island. It's a brand new film, 2020 on demand. Uh, I thought it was on HBO Max, but it was a behind the scenes featurette. So instead, we had to rent the movie. And uh, yeah, why not watch a brand new film by Judd Apatow? I'm going to read the IMDb plot description. Uh, Scott has been a case of arrested development since his firefighter dad died. He spends his days smoking weed and dreaming of being a tattoo artist until events force him to grapple with his grief and take his first steps forward in life. Um, this Another is movie about grief. Semi-autobiographical. <laughs> semi mm. Wait. Semi-autobiographical. Semi-autobiographical film of Pete Davidson's go. life. He didn't go down the comedy route being like SNL. If he stayed in Staten Island and kind of became a tattoo artist, it's a kind of like fictionalized version of that. John, mm. what did you think of The King of Staten Island? From the moment this movie started, I was jumping in head first. I absolutely was down with this film. I just, Ooh. I love coming to age movies, movies that I can really relate to. I don't want to be a tattoo artist. I've never lived in New York. 
you know your mom was never marissa tomei my mom isn't marissa tomei (laughs) wow she is literally if i want someone to play a mom in a movie it's obviously going to be marissa tomei but there were just so many aspects of his personality his character that i feel like all of us could relate to in some way or another it's just i just love pete davidson in this movie who really thought that he could helm a movie like this and and it it helps that it's literally a representation of himself that he was able to be so good in this movie because he if he was playing another character just like I don't know well, what, like but something else. Big time like, adolescence. We watched that one a few months ago. Where he, where was, he was a side and, character. Yeah, right. That was a rep. That was, and that obviously, like, I didn't. It, and he was finding it. That character it seemed like he was playing yeah. himself. But this is, yeah, different. Mm-hmm. Different. But this is like literally a representation of himself. So I'm sure that that was that, that was hard for him to do because, like, he's thinking about his own life and stuff. And I'm sure it was emotional, but he just he did it so 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 well. Right. And there were so many scenes that I just like, I was like, "Damn, like this is really good." Great. All right. Those so John, so John really liked it, and Nate, he's in over there with the little insidious chapter three T-shirt. What did you think mm-hmm. of uh, the King of Staten Island? Um, I did not think I would like Bill Burr after watching this movie. Okay. I kind of like Bill Burr now. <laughs> you, you you didn't like Bill Burr going into this? Oh, I didn't even realize I, it was Bill Burr. I, I I've seen Burr. what. I've seen interviews. Oh I've God. seen interviews with him, and his personality to me just seems very. I can say what I want. I don't give a yeah. fuck if oh, you hate me, like hate him. me. Okay, and I, that it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way at first because he would. Like it seemed like he was being confrontational with people that weren't being confrontational with him. Okay, and so I was like, uh, I don't know, but he kind of. I got lost in his role as Ray. And so I was like, okay, I can kind of see what he's doing. Um, And there was just a lot of relatable stuff going on in this movie as far as, like, someone new dating your mom. How how would anyone react to that, especially if you were living at home kind of thing? Like, how would you feel in Pete Davidson's situation where he lost his dad kind of thing? His performance, I thought, has been the best of his career so far. Like, very top-notch. Because it was him. And who else to play him than him? And I just, I appreciated that he was an honest character. Because a lot of characters in his position would be like, oh no, I'm good. We're getting it figured out. But he admits, he's like, no, like, where the fuck am I going to go? Like, I'm I'm a dirtbag. Like, I, I can't yeah. go anywhere else. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> sure. yeah. And I could appreciate the fact that he wasn't a stupid character. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just by the books oh, I'm this, and then there's a change. Like, you see him actually develop as the story goes on. There's a lot of progression based on on the situations he's going through. And I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. 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 He's insanely genuine in this movie, and the movie just felt Mm -hmm. very genuine to begin with. And that's a testament to Judd Apatow as well as a director. Uh, A lot of people complain that he makes these, like, really long comedy drama movies. I actually really like his style. I like his movies because he he shows true human characters. Like he just he knows how to write characters and write people. I thought him and Pete Davidson did a great job with the script, and they really just brought a just a very sweet genuineness to this movie uh, that isn't prevalent in a lot of other films. Like not even in the uh, other one that he was just in, Big Time Adolescence. Uh, this one was definitely yeah. like way more of a of a, just like a really good story. It was just it was very it was very good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it looked gorgeous too. Like every time they were, it, it portrayed 
uh, Staten Island really well. Well, it was shot and on just film. how really it's crazy. Mm, huh. They get the cinematographer okay. of There Will Be Blood, like Paul uh, oh. Thomas Anderson's cinematographer. Wow. Like the it's it's yeah it's they got like a like an Oscar winner cinematographer to do this one, and they shot it on film. Yeah, which is I think kind of funny. <laughs> That's awesome. But there were so many funny scenes, like the kid who they think's being catfished. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, come on, man! There's, it's no way." And he's like, "But, God, like, what's wrong?" And he's like, "Well, her phone's broken, and la di da di da." And it's like classic catfish, and just yeah. their dialect, or not dialect, dialogue, was very real. Just like, oh, these are just some twenty-something-year-old guys like us, just hanging right. around in a basement smoking pot and robbing and you, pharmacies. Like, I just, <laughs> relatable, yeah, right. of course. Yeah. That's what we all do, right? <laughs> but you gotta love. I just I think there was a really good combination of just like these dramatic scenes like him and his and the girl at the beginning when he's just like you know there's something wrong with me like I I can't be with anybody like like I guess I think a lot of people can relate to sort of that idea yeah I'm raising my hand mm-hmm. too because like I yeah. I get that like I feel like I connected to him so much right there I'm like wow that's someone actually does feel that way okay cool and then when he's just like getting along with these kids, it was so genuine and um mm-hmm. and yeah, I, just, I, I love just that loved his, his I almost forgot about the kids. With the kids, the little girl who's like singing, and then this other kid who has all these these random superheroes he comes up with, and Pete Davidson just has these this great dynamic with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his relationship with Bilber's ex wife is hilarious too. It's like all these <laughs> that was ran- a great all these scene. Par- yeah, dude. Like like Spencer said, like John Abbotshow just knows how to really do great complicated character studies i think he just knocks out of the park i just i really loved like everybody in this movie the fire the people in the firehouse like just shooting the shit you know stuff like that like the relationships they had ah man i don't know yeah there were just a lot of they, really good scenes you know they chose a lot of good people for a bunch of these roles like um they had steve buscemi play the kind of the wise fireman he wasn't yeah. wacky steve buscemi <laughs> who used to be yeah. an actual um, fireman he did Mm-hmm. He used to be he a volunteer during 9/11, didn't yep. he? He went back uh, after wow. 9/11. He went and re-volunteered because he was an actor uh, at that point. But he went and uh, yeah, and helped out. Yeah, oh, shit. But it was then seeing like Machine Gun Kelly as a tattoo artist, um, the guy who plays Dylan in the first season of that uh, that show that's on Netflix, where the guy draws the dicks on the cars. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't watch that, but you guys, you people at home, you guys will remember it. But American Van. Um, Yes, yeah. that one, the first season of that. But it was just kind of cool seeing all these characters come together. And there was one thing that I said, I'm not going to get into it because it could like spoil where it would go, but it did something as far as the story goes where the character didn't just like take up a certain occupation because of his situation. He more or less learned from these people and got to learn a lot from his about his dad and it made it feel real because a lot of movies are just kind of like, oh, yeah, your dad was awesome. People are playing it up, but this took a more real look to it mm-hmm. where they shared, like, good and bad. So it added to that realistic feel to it. I think the the only thing that I really didn't really like was kind of the scenes where his mom just, like, randomly moves on mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, shuts him out randomly, especially when he comes back and he's like, Mom, I, like, I found something. Like, this is, I found something I'm passionate about. Like, things are going well now. I think I appreciate these things. And then she just kind of shuts him You're out. Too late. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. well, from like, her I perspective, guess that that I, I understood it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Because he's what 20, 24, 24 in the movie, 
And she's like, I have a life too. You need to learn to move on. So she did it in kind of a harsh way, but it ends up working. It always seems to do that kind of thing. It made sense, but I was like, Mm -hmm. what? Like, this guy's kids have been through a lot, bitch. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, Nate, so you mentioned that you cried during one of these movies this week. Was this the one that you cried in? Maybe. What what scene? I've been curious all week. What scene made you cry? It's towards the end when um when Pete Davidson he's sitting down with his mom and they're kind of talking about like Ray and his life and what's going on and he says on the couch watching um, Game of Thrones. Yes, that yeah. was exactly it. And he just yeah. looks at his mom and goes, "Yeah, I uh I kind of miss dad." Like he was so real. Yeah, I relate to that so much because I feel a lot of guys if they lose somebody they're afraid to talk about it. And there's nothing to be afraid of. Sure. And that was like eye opening because he said that. And I'm like, that was the realest thing that he said right. in this movie. And you could see his mom just kind of react like, I know, a, yeah, I do yeah. too, kind of thing. So yeah. it was it was just awesome to see. And he brought that emotion to it because of his life. So you, they kind and of you have... can see that's how he handled it. And. Yeah. Some people handle it right, some handle it wrong, but it was just cool seeing a character actually kind of almost just bring it to the real world. It made it feel so real. All right. Yeah. Uh so final thoughts and grades. John, what would you what would you give this this little Judd Avatar comedy? I just love Judd Avatar movies, you know? This was just so insanely good. It felt like it was truly from the heart of Pete Davidson. You really, he really kind of just shows, you know, what's going on in there, and in a lot of ways that a lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable with. There were just a lot of really good relationships, really good characters overall. His sister was great. Like Maud Apatow was Ooh. also really great in this movie. You know, kind of the opposite of how Pete Davidson was. Like losing your father, she was younger, so she didn't really kind of have the same reaction as he did growing up. She mm-hmm. was wonderful. We've already said it, but it's just it's just a really top notch film that I I will go back and watch this again. I really really enjoyed it. Um, I gave it four and a half. Oh, mm-hmm. really right. really good movie. It's my okay. favorite movie of twenty twenty. Although there's not a lot of them right now. It's yeah. it's the number one. Okay. Huh. So, okay. All right. Four and a half out of uh, from Johnny Boy, Mister Mister Cram over there. <laughs> Fuck. Mister Me, Mister Me, <laughs> Mister Cram. Um, that that was my father's name. <laughs> um. But <laughs> old joke, I get it. Um, yeah, I'll match okay. you, John. Four and a half out of five. Yay! It was. It felt really good. Um, and just kind of seeing a character not just go through the trope of, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I meet these people. I'm 100 percent changed. It's mm-hmm. more or less, I'm messed up. I'm working to get better. I'm taking those steps to get better. So it doesn't have like a definitive solution, but you can kind of. It allows you to interpret yourself at the end. Like, wh- what's he going to do? Is he going to follow this path? Or he's alone in the city? Who knows what he can do? Because he knows yeah. he's messed up. So you never kind of know. But he was just... It was Pete Davidson. And this is the best performance he's given, I think, so far. And I just think it's cool because we saw him live. 
So we did like, see him live. That's right. Yeah. We did. Okay, I was gonna ask. I remember I went with Nate, but I remember I don't remember if John was there. Uh, oh the yeah, Davidson con. Yeah, when he came in performed. I was school, there after really a cool. bunch of yeah. whipped Pinnacle vodka shots. It was great. Oh, oh. <laughs> and he kicked uh, he kicked a few people out of the uh, audience that night. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he told, told, he told the girl to put a dick in her mouth. mouth. Yeah, he told the girl to put a dick no, in no, her no. mouth. It was uh, fun. No, no, it was a great. That was not what happened. Uh, he was talking about no. his he girlfriend did say at that. the time. Well, probably, but he was talking about his girlfriend at the time, uh, and uh, then someone was like, "It's that not going to last." And he's like, "Who said that?" Exactly. And yeah. They pointed to the guy, and then they're like, "Get this guy out of here! It's in my contract that I can kick anyone out of my show. I want these guys out of here." And then like the uh, the yeah. employee guys came over and just like pointed to the door. Ken Stack. It wasn't like, Ariana Grande at the time, right? It was someone else. No, no, no. no. Someone, I don't, like, yeah, it was someone else. Yeah, I'm not sure who. It was, it was Ken um, Stack, though. Our I, I just respected him yeah. so much in that moment. <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. "Fuck yeah!" Like, do it. Yeah, kick these guys out of yeah, here. Yeah, why not? It's, it is your. Um, he has a new. He has a new special on Netflix. It's actually yeah, it's, pretty funny. I actually enjoyed it quite quite a lot. But yeah, I mean, I echo all of your points. I thought that this movie was really, really good. I love the Judd Apatow, like what he does with these characters and how genuine that he makes them, and they feel so authentic and raw. And I really appreciate that what he does to uh, uh, with these characters, and he makes dramas first with comedic moments i like that his movies aren't mm-hmm. just full-on comedies like even with the 40 year old virgin despite how funny it's that movie got, is it's got yeah. very like dramatic moments and it's a, it's a very real human story he's a virgin dude like yeah, that's right? as serious as you can get <laughs> that one was a little bit Knocked less serious up, this than this 40. one but yeah sure but i mean yeah. overall i think joe dabatow is right. a fantastic oh. filmmaker and storyteller and i loved what he did here and i loved what pete uh pete davidson brought to this movie so I am echoing your grades. I'm going four and a half out of five. I thought this was definitely one of the best of the year. And um, those movie dudes alarm. Wah, 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 know, we, wah, like, we need a five dad. out of five alarm. <laughs> we definitely need a five out of five we need alarm. A, we need a five out of five alarm. We need like a like a really low a shit alarm. Shit alarm. Yeah. And then wah, like wah, a match wah. like right now, like a four and a half out of five. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, or mm. I think my dad should just come in and scream at me or something. That'd be that perfect. too. If you can get any audio <laughs> yeah. recordings of Steven, Molly, clean the letter box. God damn it, it smells like shit in here. <laughs> yeah. That happens it's like disgusting. once a week at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, those were uh, our thoughts on this week's movies Moonlight Mile on HBO Max, Amacord on HBO Max, and The King of Staten Island, which you can rent anywhere you get movies. But yeah, that. that and you can also watch week. King of Queens anytime on TNT. I'm sure it's on there at Probably all times TBS, every day. But, um, TBS, TBS, yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. I yeah. Yeah. FX has <laughs> the like movies. Central, Did you guys but... know that? Say yeah. what? Did you know that um, FX has the movies? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, great. apparently they have the Well, movies. this brings huh. us to our new slate of movies. We put out a poll on oh, Saturday. Oh, actually, it was Sunday. It was a little late this time. Uh, it was my fault. My it was apologies. Saturday night. It was Saturday but either night. Way, you made either it. Either way, it was Sunday morning. But either way, we put it out there and people voted, which we really appreciate. Um, but John, what was the movie that uh, that won for I you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to. You, you don't, don't know. I don't know. Oh, you don't know. I have no idea what won. I remember. Do you want me to tell what you? What was it? I remember. I don't even know what I chose. Well, Stephen King Delore. adaptation. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Dolores Claiborne with Kathy Bates, everybody, and Jennifer Jason Leigh. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but Kathy Bates <laughs> takes place in Maine. Does it? We're okay. all from We're all from Maine. So you know what that happened? We're actually Kathy in Bates. Maine. I haven't. I'm not. I'm as far from Maine as I could possibly be on the East Coast, unless I was in like I don't know the Bahamas. But yeah, Dolores Claiborne. I have no idea what it's about. 
I just know it takes place in Maine, and it's uh, apparently has very good critical reviews. All right, awesome. Where can we so watch along with her? I yeah. believe it's you, streaming Spence? online somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it is. You are. I think correct. it's on HBO Max. I'm pretty sure. I think you are correct. Yes. So Spencer, my boy, what uh, film did you pick this week? The movie that won for me is a uh, movie. I haven't seen any of this guy's movies before, and I really wanted to see some of the stuff. And I went with one of his more famous ones. It's Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. I don't know really anything about this movie. This. I just it's watched it yesterday. Martial arts. Oh, you have seen it. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, judging, I just watched it yesterday. Well, judging yeah. by your face, I'm now mm, kind of even more excited to see it. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> loved Police Story with Jackie Chan. I don't know if this is somewhat even similar, probably without the comedy. But I'm excited to see this uh, Bruce Lee movie because I haven't seen anything Bruce Lee related. Uh, so well, we've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, nice, yeah, not Bruce Lee. wonderful. But this one is on HBO Max, right? Am I right? Yes. Is that I think you you're just doing all HBO Max now. Well, because yeah. HBO Max came out and it's got great. I'm glad you're using movies. my account because I pay fifteen dollars a month I don't for use it. Your account. We also yeah. have Disney Plus, and no one wants to fucking pick anything off Disney Plus anymore. What the yeah, fuck? Because yeah, it's all Disney. Disney bound. Yeah, we're gonna watch Artemis. Fowl. Homeward Bound. Okay. Homeward Bound? <laughs> Homeward Bound? Anybody? Homeward Bound 2? What? What that we've probably seen? <laughs> the the uh the, the Brave Little Toaster? Like fuck me, man. But yeah, so Enter the Dragon is on HBO Max, so that's where you can check that one out. Awesome. So yeah, guys, that was those movie dudes this week. Um we appreciate you guys Wait, listening. Nate, no, I think and, uh, excuse I, me? I believe that there's three hmm? of us. It's those movie it's dudes. Those movie dudes. Not, three movies. Not Spencer and John talking about movies and Nate's also there. Three people. We all pick a movie. People have already voted and chosen your oh. movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So... Yeah. Um, I know it's confusing. I, I don't want to. Okay, fine. It's, <laughs> um, and, and it's a movie called Black Orpheus, and I don't know anything about it. Neither do I. I just, I read the description, and I was like, ah, oh, this could be, like, decent to throw up against a movie that I honestly thought was going to win, but uh, Black Orpheus won, and so I'm interested to uh, see this because it's based on like Greek legend, but it's told in a very fantastical Fellini type of way. So fantastic! Expect we'll, another we'll one out of five from John next week for Black Orpheus. Yeah, maybe a four out of okay. five for me. I'm, yeah, I'll appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm Let's not get ahead uh, of ourselves, you guys. It's only an hour and forty minutes, so it's not. It's not too bad. Fantastic! Thank God. And Enter the Dragon. Just, yeah, watch that first, I'd say. Well, I was going to watch Dolores Claiborne, like, right now. Oh. oh, I wouldn't. That's, like, two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, Great. but it's my choice. It is your choice, but you're not going to watch that tonight, you bitch. Well, no, I'm probably going to play Fortnite and get, like, 16 <laughs> dubs and then jump off a cliff. Yeah, if your dubs are shaped like L's. Um, well, well, thank you oh. so much for... Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for anyone who listened to this podcast uh, let us know what you think of these movies ones that we just talked about or ones that we're about to watch for next week let us know in the comments on our instagram post you probably won't but that's okay we still like you anyways and uh you guys can follow us uh wherever you get podcasts apple podcasts spotify podbean stitcher for android you know anywhere you get podcasts we're there at those movie dudes and um yeah that's it for me thank you for listening and toodles although i hope herbert from family guy takes us out but toodles i guess also toodles for me but if you do have an android go fuck yourself have a good night
boy, business. They like to swear a lot. Anyone got some uh, time off PM? <sighs> oh, Jesse, come smell my finger. Hmm. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. Mm. I love me, old Cletus. <laughs> what the fuck?